and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and I am delighted to be joined by Rose Kaywood, a Social Innovation Manager at the University to talk about research, innovation and enterprise at GCU. Rose, great to have you on today's show. Thank you very much for joining me. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. I suppose the best place to start is with your role within GCU Rose. What is a social innovation manager? What do you do? So essentially my role is there to support students, staff um, and outside organisations with knowledge exchange around social enterprise and social innovation. Okay. Um, I aim usually to showcase what happens externally in the ecosystem to to staff and students and also what happens internally to outside organisations. Okay, there's a, a couple of big words there, Rose. I'm going to ask you to sort of break that down a bit. You use words like knowledge exchange, ecosystem. If uh, you're talking to someone who's a bit thick, a bit like myself, how would you break down exactly what you do on a day-to-day basis? Basically, my role, um, If I, I'll, I'll sort of go over what social innovation and social yeah, enterprise yeah, are. One of the sort of uh, most generally accepted definitions of social innovation um, is that social innovations are new solutions. So these could be products, services, models, markets, processes, so the whole range of things um, that simultaneously meet a social need. So something like, for example, homelessness or okay. climate change. And usually we say more effectively than existing solutions. So that's the innovative element and lead to new or improved capabilities and relationships um, and a better use of assets and resources. Um, So basically, they're good for society and they, at the same time, enhance society's capacity to act. In the context of GCU, we have researchers at the university, of course, that research things around social innovation. But I think broadly, with what I do in my role, um, we would kind of define it as any kind of social impact through research or through community engagement, community partnerships, um, or, you know, perhaps relationships with industry or with business as well. That sounds quite an exciting role. Sounds like there's lots of different challenges. You get to meet lots of people, travel a lot, see different places. Um, yeah, absolutely. The the role, um, it has been really interesting because, of course, there's a lot of stuff kind of happening locally that's really interesting. Um, but also there's uh, quite a, a great deal of uh, stuff happening all around the world. Um, the thing with social innovation that can be quite interesting as well is that in, in different countries, there's quite a different kind of context and in, uh, a different activities and things like that that are going on that are sort of I suppose, quite uh, unique to each uh, country or city or place where it's happening. We actually have uh, a number of projects that we've run through the office in a few regions around the world. So uh, we have one in Southeast Asia that's called CSIN. We have one in Latin America that's called LASIN. Julia Dare runs a project in South Africa mm-hmm. called Common Good First. Um, and then we have another one that's kind of Europe-based called Psyche. You say that social innovation means different things to different areas. What does it mean to Glasgow and what does it mean to Scotland? Uh, that's kind of a, a tricky one uh, to go into. I suppose, as I say, in, in the sort of context of GCU, I would say just generally things that look at and deal with the sustainable development goals. So um, okay. the university will have heard about the sustainable development goals and there's 17 of them and they cover like everything basically. So it's not just tech or you know it it can be health it can be uh you know policy governments there's a whole range of things there 
and I think I'd say in the, the kind of context of Glasgow, Glasgow, I think, has particular challenges that it faces. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, social innovation that emerges usually is a kind of response to particular issues. So, so Glasgow has, you know, particular issues around poverty. The Glasgow effect is something unique to Glasgow about the kind of levels of poverty and how, how hard it is to break away from some of that. So you find that kind of thing. But, uh, but I think it also would match with the kind of skills and the character of Glasgow as well. So you may find, uh, you know, very people focused things, uh, things with very strong sense of community, um, that kind of thing will emerge. But, but it's totally varied. There's lots of things um, happening in lots of different areas. Art and the, the sort of design and arts world as well is quite strong in, in Glasgow. That's quite interesting you're saying that there. That sounds like social innovation really ties in with the university's motto for the common good. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think social innovation is going to be increasingly important for, for GCU. Um, it's going to be at the heart of our strategy. It's very much at the heart of you know, our, our research strategy and things like that as well. Um, we're asking more and more to, for staff to be thinking about, you know, what what sustainable development goals they're tying in with. Students do the common good curriculum. There's a module in social innovation. There's a master's. Um, there's, there's the student leaders program through the student association as well. And that offers social innovation modules there also. So, so it's becoming a, a huge area. And I think it's important for us to jump on that kind of, to be a bit crass, the trend in a way, yeah. because I think that more and more, um, the, this is going to be a, a key area for governments, for businesses, for industry and for universities as well. So how do GCU academics and researchers interact with your office? What kind of, for want of a better word, what kind of service do you provide to them? So I guess in terms of in terms of my office, basically the the uh, research and innovation office, the function is basically to to support staff with funding applications, be it through research or through non-research activity. Um, and this is through from like sh- sort of sharing information through to right through to handholding of the the application and, and those kinds of steps. Uh, we also deal with things like the kind of legal requirements around uh, partnerships. Often at uh, that stage, it's kind of to do with business and industry relationships. But we also manage uh, internationally funded projects as well. And that's where my kind of role comes in is around the social innovation projects that we've managed. Um, But I guess my role is a bit broader because it involves particularly around knowledge exchange, both what's going on within the university um, and sharing that, whether it's staff activities or research or student activities to organisations outside that are involved with social innovation and social enterprise. And then also sharing what's going on outside and in the outside ecosystem to, to uh, within the university and and hopefully that can bring about you know new collaborations and networks and, and information flow i think universities are quite often very removed from the community and uh you know i think that's a, a key part of what i see my role as as well is kind of bridging that gap between outside and inside yeah you've kind of jumped on to my, my next question there quite neatly what sort of projects have you worked on in the past can you you kind of listed some there but can you go into a bit more depth and, and talk about some of the stuff you've worked on the the kind of key projects that we've been um 
that we've managed, I would say that the international ones, they've been these uh, two projects mentioned in, in Latin America and Southeast Asia. So basically the, the aim of these projects, they're, they're European funded projects, um, has been to create a network among universities in that particular region and to help the universities to set up basically like social innovation support hubs in their university. So these can basically look like lots of different things. And this is where I found it quite interesting. But you may have them looking kind of like a makerspace or like a co-working space, uh, you know, where there's hot desking. Sometimes they serve just students and staff internally. Other times they're open to the community to come in and use as well. And it's it's basically to bring about the um, the support of social innovation, but the I guess being able to link up what's within the university expertise, whether there's like you know business support that can be given, there's workshops, there's sometimes even just access to space is really helpful yeah. for people trying to start up these kinds of things. But it, but I found it really interesting to see how how different it is from place to place. The one example that I talk about from time to time that I think showcases that quite well is. Um, Myanmar and uh, in Malaysia, which are two countries from our Southeast Asian project. Um, and basically the, the, the partners in Myanmar, their sort of approach was to buy textile making equipment for their, for their space. Um, they all have money in the project basically to buy equipment. So they bought sewing machines, things like this, because the local community, basically a lot of what they were doing was around this kind of thing, textile making, arts and crafts, things that they can sell on, things that they can sell into the, the tourism market, that kind of thing. But then on the other hand, uh, some of the partners that we had in Malaysia were the university's kind of own context and culture was very tech focused so they bought a lot of equipment like virtual reality headsets and uh, 3d printing that kind of thing so so it's been really interesting to see like how varied it is uh, from country to country and and basically these hubs evolved to sort of be supportive of that that kind of local context and the internal context as well it sounds like you're talking about UHatch at the university. That's our incubator for startups and helps uh, like new entrepreneurs with guidance and mentors. How do you feed into UHatch? Um, yes, yeah, so we're basically, uh, I'm quite involved with UHatch um, and it's sort of quite linked up with my office because of course it's, it's about enterprise and, and innovation and, and business support as well. So basically UHatch has got a kind of twofold function these days. Um, one of those functions is around support of businesses that are not kind of social impact focused. And that's the kind of more straightforward business incubation. And then the other function is around uh, students, staff or alumni that might want to start a social enterprise. Uh, basically, social enterprises are businesses that put all of their profit back into their, their kind of social mission or cause. So they kind of act like charities that are sustainable in a way. The, and I think the idea behind them is less about like kind of just giving support, but also trying to empower people. So uh, we have staff and students at the university that, that would like to look at starting these kinds of things up themselves. So that's where I get involved, basically. Um, through my work with local partners, I've been able to basically bring and instigate some things within UHatch through our outside relationships. 
UHatch is going to kind of continue to evolve. Um, so it's a bit of a movable feast what we do at the moment, but we're kind of trialing and erroring things. So one of the things that we've been able to offer is through an organization that is based in um, Edinburgh called The Melting Pot. Um, the Melting Pot is a co-working space for social enterprises. They've been around in the social innovation ecosystem for, for years now, but um, they have a program that they offer to take people who have an idea and want to develop it um, in social innovation or enterprise um, and take it basically along a journey to, you know, starting it up and, um, and running it. And so this includes all sorts of things like business plans, uh, you know, coping as a social enterprise because it can be a kind of difficult and lonely world. Um, so, you know, support that kind of thing, um, avoiding burnout. So there's a whole range of different yeah. things that they offer. And this is something we've been able to trial this year um, in Glasgow through UHatch um, through our relationship with the melting pot. So, um, so I guess in a, a simple way, you would say uh, that in terms of what I do, it would be training things like this that we offer through UHatch, but also the link to uh, the wider ecosystem and networks that are out there to support people as well along their journey. Yeah, it sounds really interesting, Rose, what you're saying there. It sounds as though you're greasing a lot of wheels. You're the middleman, as it were, for, for a lot of things to, to network people, put them in touch with people, help academics, help people within UHatch sort of achieve what it is they're look, really looking to do. Um, yeah, I'd say that that probably is the case. Um, I think there's a lot of disconnect and a lot of siloing that happens um, in big organisations. Um, I'd also say as well in Scotland that we, we have a really supportive network out there um, and a supportive array of tools out there for for social enterprises and social innovators. Scotland itself has a kind of strategy as well as the City Council in Glasgow has a strategy to su support it. So there is a lot going on out there, but at the same time, that means that the, the, everything that's going on is it's very crowded as well. Um, so in that sense, I think it's quite good to have someone that kind of knows what's happening and is able to link things up. Some of the, the organizations that are out there as well, they, they tend to sort of support in certain bubbles. They may be kind of regional. They may support certain areas of social impact, like, you know, the arts or um, creative industries. Some of them are more maybe tech focused. So it's it's entirely varied, and it, I think it's it's good to have a person as a, a sort of understands that mm. world because in a way it is a bit of a full time job just sort of knowing what's out there and connecting with the right people. Seems like you really enjoy your job. Yeah, I do. It, it's a really interesting job. I I think I've always kind of wanted something where I felt like I was able to make a difference with um, what I'm doing, and I think that this is a, a kind of a really interesting place to be. Um, and it's and it's at the beginning of you know I think a big movement of sort of change that's coming. I think the younger generation below me um, would be you know that they're, they're a very kind of socially focused generation. I think younger generations are aware that we have a lot of social problems in the world that we have to fix, and that they're, they're not straightforward things to fix, such as you know climate change is a big one, yeah. and you know homelessness and poverty and all of these things. Racism is a very topical one. So, you know, these things are not easy to fix. And I think younger students are going to be looking for universities that think about these things and that, you know, position themselves like that, as well as they look for that from where they shop and, uh, you know, what they consume. Of course. So, um, 
Yeah, and, and I think one of the other things is uh, that's been really interesting about the job is, is the travel aspect has been really interesting um, and learning about social innovation context in um, lots of different places around the world, uh, seeing how they do it and how they do it differently as well. Have you seen anything from abroad that you think, wow, we could really bring that into GCU and implement it here? Um, yeah, absolutely. I um, One thing in particular that I, I remember seeing in Colombia with one of the universities we, we worked with there, they um, the university in particular, uh, they're called the Foundation of Ariandina. They have quite a number of campuses around and their sort of social innovation support hubs have been kind of, they've got like satellite ones offered in, in different places. And I, I remember thinking that that would be like a really good thing for us at GCU to be able to offer a kind of social innovation support hubs or support kind of access points because we have so many, you know, we have three campuses, London and, and New York as well, as well as, you know, affiliate campuses around the world. So what better way to spread your, um, your message and your, your support, like other than being able to offer that around the world? Earlier, Rose, you mentioned about funding that your department gets from Europe. One of the big challenges that not just the university is facing, the entire country is facing is Brexit. How big a challenge is that going to be for the way you work? Uh, it's a huge challenge. It is like a really, really big one. And the past few years have been very uncertain and very sort of difficult uh, because of that. One of my colleagues actually left because he was Spanish and he felt that, you know, it was getting to be uh, more and more precarious for him. So he moved away because of that. So I'm acutely aware of, you know, how difficult that makes things for us. But you're yeah. right, like the funding element is is a really difficult part. And so we're trying, I suppose at the moment, to, to access as much as we can before it goes because we're still in this sort of grace period. Um, but I think it's part of a, you know, something we have to look at as an office is how we innovate in, in what kind of funding we recommend to, to staff and what kind of funding we apply to. And there will be things out there, but there's a lot of kind of question marks at the moment, and particularly right now with coronavirus about, yeah. you know, where these things will come from and, and where we'll, we'll be able to access it. So, yeah. What about cool. the challenges brought about by the pandemic? How's that affected your work? Yeah, it's been a, a bit tricky um, in a way, kind of adapting to that, I think. A lot of the stuff that I was sort of planning on doing over the next sort of six months was around uh, having events and opportunities to bring, you know, multiple stakeholders together to in a room to, to have a discussion. Um, and a lot of that has changed now. But on the other hand, it's also, I think, given us the opportunity to, um, to kind of innovate a bit in what we do in our own role, my own role, um, and think about how we can offer some of that online. So I think what, you know, I'm, I'm sort of adapting to now is trying to work out how I adopt, um, ad adapt uh, activities to, to online webinars and workshops and things like that. I have actually been to a few that have been really beneficial, but um, sort of making it work in that context. And I think in some ways, it might mean that more people are able to come along and attend and, and take part because they don't have to travel or that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think it also, there's a real benefit to being face-to-face -face with other people and being able to kind of share in that sense. So we'll see as things go, go on how this sort of rolls out. 
So what does the future hold for research, innovation and enterprise at GCU Rose? What sort of stuff do you have coming up? Some of the stuff that, that's sort of on the horizon um, in the next wee while is I think I, I'm focusing a lot more on our kind of local work um, at the moment and internal um, stuff within GCU. I, I've had a lot of time to dedicate in recent years to the international stuff that we've done. But now I kind of really want to focus on, you know, what we we offer through UHatch. But also there's some kind of ongoing work that we're developing with multiple partners around the city. So working with the council, other universities in Glasgow, a few organisations like The Melting Pot, which I mentioned before, another organisation called Challenges Worldwide, which they basically support social enterprise in the international market. So sort of group of us are looking at working together to, to see how we can basically share resources, um, events and training and kind of create like a social innovation sort of area within the city that we can sort of geographically put a flag on, but also, you know, uh, just in terms of the issues of social innovation and, and social enterprise. Rose, I really enjoyed talking to you today. That was very interesting. Thank you very much for taking the time out for me. Um, Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been great. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. And I hope you'll join us again soon when I'll be talking to another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us from. And make sure you give us a five-star rating. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast.